Nathan. And I'm Bobby. And this could be a podcast. For your ears. And your mouth. But uh, I was listening to a podcast where they were, uh, they brought up an interesting point about the, uh, basically the lack of religion in the world. And I'm not a religious man uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I noticed. But, uh, but they said in the lack of, a like in religion in our society that we've kind of deified politicians in a way. And I, and I, and I agreed with that because there are so many people that deify a a politician and say that they're going to be the ones that save them and makes it comfortable for, for them to think that somebody else is going to save them, which is a lot of what the basis of religion is in its own right of like that. You're going to be saved by this outside power. This yeah. outside power is going to have more control than you and always protect you. Maybe not always justfully in ways that you can see, but it's going to take care of you. And it, it, especially the rabbit, you know, or the carrot dangling in front of the donkey, like there'll be salvation in the end. I, yeah, but the whole, <sighs> but the, the trust that we have in politicians and the way that people, certain people in our country or our society have right. really put on a giant pedestal people that they've never met before yeah they don't really know what they think that's that's the whole thing about that's a, it like, that's a really interesting like proposition you know that they're i'm gonna let my bias show just, just mm-hmm. a little bit you know people on the left they want the united states government to save them they want them to help them they want them to be you know i'd say both sides do it ground but and, then, I, and I, I'm not disagreeing uh, with no, you, but I, I say no, both I, sides do it, though. I think, like, today, though, like, at no point am I turning to my local, state, or federal government officials for help. And I would say that a majority of, and and this is where the deviation comes, is, like, Donald Trump. Why anybody would turn to, then, Donald Trump to save them and to save the country is... That's so fucking bonkers. It is absolutely insane. Why anybody, I don't trust politicians at all. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anybody in the United States government to help me, but Donald Trump is going to save our fucking nation. It, that That's so crazy. People are, people think Joe Biden's going to save the fucking nation. Joe no. Biden and Kamala Harris are going to no. save the fucking nation. No. It's the same side. It's a battle for the soul it's of our a, nation. Jesus. <laughs> it's a different side of the same coin. And, yeah. you know, Prior to Trump, they were all going, you know, they were all on the same team just playing professional wrestling. And I think that's why you had the vitriol that you did against Trump. Uh, but again, to like to the point of they're still all working together. It's Nancy Pelosi still signed off on his defense budget. They his still defense, like re-up the Patriot re-up Act. the Patriot Act when Venezuela was happening and that Guaido oh, versus when they, when, they did, when they did that, that was in the middle of the, the impeachment, f- the fucking impeachment here. Yeah. You're in the middle of the impeachment hearings. You're I don't trust down. you. I think that you are such a bad person. I'm going to go through all these channels, this mm-hmm. like exaggerated political process, mm-hmm. or removing you from power. But at the same time, but you're I'm right gonna, about Venezuela. I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off on you uh, with Venezuela, and I think that you should continue to spy mm-hmm. on people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just, and also here's another hundred billion or whatever dollars uh, for the d- military because it's a big it. club and you're not so in it right George troops. Carlin like that's that's the thing about it like uh, again p- conspiracy theorists first off 
already get a bad rap and are considered crazy just because you don't go in lockstep with what everyone already thinks. There's safety. There's some safety in believing what you're told. Because if you don't believe what you're told, and I think a lot of it is tied to having kids or like being having close family. I think it's a lot of it's kids. Hmm. But um, the the feeling of safety with that comes with lack of critical thinking. When you basically resign your critical thinking to the media. I like Anderson Cooper. I like Tucker Carlson. I'm going to resign my critical thinking to what they tell me. Yeah. And I've, I've been guilty of it before. I mean, I remember we, we kind of grew up in the, the golden age of The Daily Show where, you know, the in the mid-2000s, The Daily Show yeah. had a weird phenomenon of being the trusted news source, although it's fake news. I mean, that's they... they kind of not coined fake news, but they, they coined that they're not real news, but it definitely got to a point where there's a lot of people that went to the daily show to watch news outside of watching CNN or Fox sure. news or yeah. whatever your preferred yeah. sources. My problem with the daily show is that after a while, John Stewart's punchline was just making a dumb yep. face. Yep. Really? Yeah, and it ate itself, and then that's it when just... I found that that's when I feel like the Colbert Report became the satire. This approach to it, where maybe you're not getting the the news, but yeah. you're getting a more nuanced joke about it, and it's like, yeah, then you're kind of you're playing around in that world a little bit more. Like his better know because I know there was. I mean the the Daily Show lead in to Colbert Report. It was especially on nights when I'd watch South Park or whatever, you know, and sure you'd have that block. There was a lot of times where I'd watch. South Park into Daily Show into the Colbert Report, mm-hmm. but then it got to a point where it was like, yeah, the Daily Show is just yeah, it's it's yeah. the same joke over and over again. But it did it did have that time of being the trusted news source of a generation, sure, uh, sure. to allow for it to be important. And um, what uh, what that does is again, you're identifying. I'm identifying with John Stewart for a, a time. I'm identifying with Stephen Colbert to get my trusted news source. My opinions align with them, right? So whether I'm a, sure. whether I'm consciously thinking about it or not, is my opinion based on what John Stewart's saying? And at some point, my opinion it becomes my own, or it doesn't uh, coincide the same way that it did, um, because of a quest for critical thinking or for just thinking about things differently or whatever, sure. whatever they may be. A lot of people, and going back to like a Walter Cronkite generation. Most trusted man in the world, right? Or a trusted man in America, Walter Cronkite. Like, and I didn't grow up in the generation, yeah. but if you're tuning in every night, yeah. and I guess it's a different news landscape too, because they didn't have the ability to play to one side without alienating another, and that would that would kill a broadcast if they right. just play to one side. Right. In this right. day and age, when you're just catering to your echo chamber, it's I like Anderson Cooper. That's why I'm watching him. I like Tucker Carlson. Is that a thing, though? I like, think it is. Is it? I don't know. I don't watch the news, but I know people that do, and it's like they don't they don't like the other side because of the physical representation of that side. We go back to our Ted Nugent conversation. When they think of the Second Amendment, they don't think of this, you know, part of our Constitution. You know, this it's right. a very important thing that other places, if you look at it in real time, you know where the most stabbings are in the world. Malaysia? No. <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> like, where there are no guns. And so they just go to stabbing people. Yeah. Like, 
That's where they built a monument out of knives based on how many stabbing oh, really? they've had in the UK in the last however many years. But yeah, you get rid of guns, people start stabbing each other. It's not going to stop killing people or stop being sure. violent. Sure. They're just going to go to the next available resource. And yeah. That's where... But if I go, if I talk about Second Amendment, I say like, yeah, I'm, I'm for the Second Amendment. I'm looked at as like a Ted Nugent, you know, Trump waving uh, right wing Republican. So if I said because to I you, agree with one aspect, if I said to you, common sense gun reform, gun control, what would that mean to you? Does it include the military? No. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I mean, because how it's written is. Basically, we should have access to everything the military has. Now, I understand how that plays out in modern day warfare. Sure. And people said, well, that's back then when you were loading a pebble into a musket. But they also had cannons back then. So can I have a cannon? Like, if I can have a cannon, then then we can talk. But modern day, like... Modern day gun reform as far as... Common 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 sense. sense... Common sense. Common sense gun reform. Bobby Shram style. What is it? What does that mean? Yeah. I'm just curious. I guess what's the problem with, with gun rights right now? I'll ask that question. What's the problem with it? Um, People have a problem with um, access to guns. Who can purchase guns? The amount of... Can a felon buy a gun? Uh, No. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, okay. Go on. People don't like the number of bullets you can have in a magazine at one time. Okay. People don't like guns that look scary. Yeah, that look scary, right? (laughs) People have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Do people have a problem with the amount of guns that the police and military have? Yes. I I would say yes. I would say that most, most people have a problem with so the most people actually that have a problem with the amount of military might like the police or the military have yeah. the gunpowder that yeah. the, the, that they have, they have a problem with them having it and they have a problem with the people having it. Yes. Okay. And so name one thing in this entire universe that's ever been made illegal that people are like, yep, we're just never going to do that again. Yeah. There's no, never going to be a market for that. No. I, and I mean, th- that's my point, is that there's never a fucking thing. Right. You're drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. I, I was just reading up on uh, on Portugal. I, th- I, 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 Gorgeous. I, I had no idea that they decriminalized um, all drugs back in the oh, that, that was like early 2000s. Late, yeah, I was going to say late 90s. Yeah. Because of their uh, HIV and AIDS yeah. Yeah. pandemic, basically. They're like, fuck it, let them all die. Yeah, or let them all die, or like, we have no other choice. Like, we have to do drastic, drastic, you know, measures call for drastic actions and stuff. But yeah, they have some of the lowest overdose rates of all time, or like, you know, in yeah. every every uh, every year against every other huh. country. And it's again because when you make things legal, when you make it available to people, the allure of having it, doing it. Owning sure. it, all that stuff it's goes like me away. With Four loco. Four loco is a great example of as soon as you made it legal. As soon as you made it illegal, what did people do? I literally considered going out and purchasing a, like a flat of Four loco. Correct. <laughs> I di- I didn't. But people did. But I thought about it real fucking hard. But people did, and that's what happens when you make. I always go back to freedom is scary, and that's why freedom is scary. 
when you go, when you have a free society and you're allowing you, first off in a free society, you want people to be educated. You want people to be aware of their actions and how those affect others. And you want a self-policing society. You don't want it to really result or you don't want to lie on a third party to determine whether someone was right or wrong in a situation. Would you try black heart tire heroin right now? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I'd be more prone to try it if I got it from Walgreens though versus, you know, a dude in the alley. Yeah. But but no, if black tar heroin was legal right now, no, I wouldn't try it. Okay. I don't like needles. Oh, is that it? And that's what it comes down to. I I mean, it was a it was a while ago, but we had a bad batch of heroin come through. Did yes. Yeah. And killed a couple guys. Uh, killed uh, this waitress that worked at a place we played at. Uh, we played shows there, and she was really nice. And um, we came in there one day, and we're like, she normally works the days we're playing. I'm like, oh, where's so and so? And like, oh, she, she died. She tried heroin and like God. fucking died. And I'm like, oh, that's incredibly sad that. You try it the first time and you die because of a bad batch coming through. Yeah. And again, when you rely on people outside of a regulation, a regulatory system to make and manufacture right. their own, their own right. stuff, it's the same logical argument of like, let's make all guns illegal. Cool. Then all the shitty people will have fucking guns. And awesome. like shoddily put together guns. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, Darren, he can he yeah. can he can make a gun. He can make a bump stock. Yeah, for he, you. Can, he can he can. It might it. explode in your hand, but he'll yeah. make it for you. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that it. That hasn't Darren, happened in like five people. At yeah, least. no. Trust me, Darren. He's got to figure it out now. What's your common sense gun reform? Um, I like for me, mm-hmm. I think that gun transfers could and probably should happen. In the presence of a registered third party, like whether more like a um, notary public kind of situation, if if I'm going to sell a gun to you Mm -hmm. in a private gun transfer, Mm -hmm. I think that should happen in some kind. Make sure that. But isn't that I mean, but isn't that kind of taken care of in the registration of said gun? No, there is no gun registry. Um, yeah, there is. No, like all guns are registered. Like to all, be an owner like, of a gun, I have my gun registration card. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got a gun registration card, mm-hmm. right? And if I buy a gun, it's registered to my gun. I can't buy a gun without that card. Oh, what? Not from not from a registered dealer. Not from a registered dealer. But if but, I but, but if I had a gun, like okay. let's say, like I had my father's gun, mm-hmm. and I wanted to sell to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. We we don't have to go through a third party. Pro- no, we don't. If you get caught with an unregistered gun on your person, if you get caught with it, no, because it was a third party. It was a it was a third party transfer. It was a a yeah, not third party, but yeah. It, the uh, gun the gun show loophole. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yes, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Now, do I don't believe in? I mean, do I feel that? I don't. I don't like automatic weapons. I think I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that automatic weapons should continue to not be legal here in the United States. That's. I think that's an acceptable leeway, as compared to a, a semi-automatic. I think semi-automatic, as far as home defense, is enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need fully automatic weapons in people's hands. 
Um, I don't think there should be limits on magazine levels, but that's about, I mean, that's about it. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that knowing who, knowing that people who are purchasing guns should be allowed to have guns is not some extreme burden. That's me. And I think most, I think most people are fine with that. With, Again, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I, the, the amount of people that own guns, the amount of gun violence that there are, like the illegal gun violence is off the charts. Right. The legal gun violence right. is very small. There's yeah. a lot more responsible gun owners out there than there are illegal gun owners. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and then, then that's okay. So now we're going to take that. We can take that as a true statement that we both agree on. Right. Yeah. So there's more illegal gun violence than there is legal gun violence. Yes. Right. Yes. So how do we get rid of illegal, illegal gun, gun violence? violence? What's one step that we could take to get rid of illegal gun violence? Um, job opportunities. Okay. Well, no, no. <laughs> I mean, let's, follow, I mean, let's follow that rabbit hole. Okay. So, so job opportunities, right? Because yeah. a lot of illegal gun, what's, what's, we'll even look it up here. What's, what do you think is the most, uh, let's think here. It's, what do you think is the result or the, the just, not justification. What, the reason, the, 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 what do you uh, think causes the most illegal gun violence? Yeah. We're talking about the war on drugs. We're talking okay. about the war on drugs, right? And that's and that's a real problem, right? So if we make if we make drugs legal, legal, yes. Okay. So what happens to the illegal drug trade? Look at it. What happened with pot? Pot. You, you used to be able to buy a an eighth of weed for sixty bucks when I was when I was growing up when I was a youngin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sixty bucks. Well, it was good weed. All right. You can you can buy ditch weed for like forty bucks. But or you buy a lot of shitty weed for like thirty bucks. But who's your worm guy? My worm guy. I guess I've had some worm guys around. But anyway, so you could buy you could buy a bag of, of good weed for sixty bucks now. Yeah. You can go into a dispensary and get weed that will knock your fucking head yeah. off for thirty bucks. You know, thirty bucks an eighth. Is that it? Thirty, forty bucks. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's not fucking expensive. Having never been into a head shop, not into a dispensary mm-hmm. at all. So you can buy it. You can buy it cheaper, which again the the availability of it already makes the illegal drug trade that much uh, sure. less prevalent. But then the illegal drug trade has to change. Yeah, they have to keep with the time. Yeah, they can't yeah. charge sixty bucks for a shadier sure. fucking experience, right? Right. So now they have to they have to operate now like around here where it's not legal or anything like that. Like yeah, it's still sixty bucks because fuck you, you know, we're the only game in town. Or you go to a place like right. Illinois or something like that where it's like. Yeah, it's a, you know, $40, you know, bag of weed or vial yeah. of weed, but like it's another, you know, 20, 30 dollars in taxes and everything like that, which is the case. But Is that it? Yeah. That's yeah, it's it's pretty heavily taxed in Illinois. Haven't been, but I've seen receipts. You haven't been? I've not been to a dispensary in Illinois, but I've seen receipts from it and it's not fun. But Yeah. But again, where that stops, I mean, the, the illegal drug trade in Colorado when we were out there. First off, some of the best drug dealers I've ever had out in Colorado was just fantastic. Yeah. You know, friends. You know, it's great when. Friends, you, friends. No, f- actual friends, which is great when you're. At, like piggyback ride friends or what? Yeah, piggyback ride friends. Yeah. Like you can go and hang out. Like work If I asked you right now to give me a piggyback ride, would you? 
Yeah, probably. Like around the block? Around the block. That's all. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought we were friends. Wow. I mean, that, that's just a long piggyback ride anyway. Well, yeah. No. I know. No, that's a long piggyback ride. But anyhow. Anyway, the drug violence, a lot of it's based, a lot of the gun violence, the illegal gun violence is based on sure. the drug trade, which is the conversation that, you again, you follow this down its rabbit hole, you follow it to its logical conclusion, stop the illegal drug war on drugs. It stops people from being in prison for unnecessary, you know, for yeah. unnecessary amounts yeah. of time. It's, is it, there a correlation between dr- gun violence and, and the war on drugs? Is the, Has that been like statistically been proven i don't know let's look it up i mean that looks i mean that sounds like i mean we should i mean there should be a clear uptick yeah. in gun violence from 1984 from, or whatever no nixon no nixon yeah, was, nixon was the real yeah keep on keep on going anyhow like yeah there should be a correlation a to oh, see here. Well, uh, depends on, I'll I'll let you. Um, you want to go Newsweek or the Addiction Center dot com? I'm gonna go with Newsweek just because it's. Okay. I, 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 knew that's I, what I mean, do. just because I'm curious. Hold on, we're not going to. I want to feed into this uh, the question we've had. Mm-hmm. So this is based on the horrific shooting that took place in Vegas, which again you has get into. nothing to do with anything. There's a, we're not going to get into it. Okay, we're not going to sit here and debate you, you conspiracy theories over time. Look at the you helicopters, people. Anyway, um, whirly birds. The whirly birds. Okay. There's Here's the deal. Average of thirty-two thousand gun fatalities in America each year from two thousand three to two thousand ten. Of those deaths, sixty-three percent are home suicides home. and accidents. That's yes. always been the case. Lot, just like a lot of people didn't understand how many people die of the flu each year, a lot of people do not understand the amount of gun violence that's wrapped into suicides and accidents. Like the number of gun deaths, not gun mm-hmm. violence, gun deaths that are suicides and accidents. And that's and here's the deal is that yeah, you know, oh hey, everybody gets a little bit sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Said uh who's the guy? Who's the guy? He's got a show on Comedy Central. He was the dog. On uh, what was that FX show with the uh, fucking Noah? Not Noah. Yeah. With uh, what's his name? Bil- yeah, the the uh, Bilbo Baggins, not Bilbo. Uh, Elijah Woods. Elijah Wood. And you're thinking of uh, the Australian dude. Australian dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was his bit about. Oh, he was the dog in Willard. Yeah, he was the dog in Willard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was his show, and it was a show on. It was. A it show was Elijah Woods' show. But it was a show on, on FX. On no, it was an Australian show first. Oh, was it? And then they, you know, adapted it to America because yeah. I never got past the first season. I like, <sighs> I like him though. I don't. I again talk about like a strong personality. It's, yeah. It's, I ah oh, fuck. I gotta look up his name real quick here. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Okay. Here. Okay. Anyhow, because it says okay. So sixty three percent were suicides and accidents. That's a problem. Leaving a like, pro- yeah. Exactly. So that goes into the. Now, that, that was one of his reasons why people shouldn't have guns is because people are suicidal. And when people are sad, people get a little bit depressed and you've got this easy, uh, you've got this easy release. Here it is mm-hmm. as compared to jumping off a bridge or taking a bunch of pills. It's a lot easier to shoot yourself in the face okay. with a 12 gauge than it is to, I don't know, to jump off a bridge or, or take a bunch of pills. 
a 12 gauge is kind of hard to shoot yourself with. Well, but, you, um, you got to use your toe or a fishing mm-hmm. line or something. That's another conspiracy theory we won't get into. All right. So um, of which more than 13%. Uh, so there are approximately 11,000 homicides a year from okay. 2003 to 2010, of which 13% were gang related. So 13% of those 11,000 were gang related. Of the remaining homicides, victims of mass shootings made up only 1.5%, equating to 0.1% of all gun deaths and 0.3% of all ho- homicides. So, it, like, who again, but like, what gets the most attention? If you look at that funnel system, yeah. if you look at that funnel system, and again, a lot of people, if you want to equate it to like COVID and, and, and the flu, yeah. it's if I'm going to point out the amount of people that died each flu season. Spree killing is... Like a weird thing that gets the most attention. It gets a lot. It's the of bottom attention. of the funnel. It's it, like it's so like because it creates a new like story. a statistical like anomaly that you'd be involved in a spree killing. Mm-hmm. That it's about as rare as dying. Anyway, no, okay, it's it's a joke, but um, it's very rare. It's very rare, but it gets the most attention. But in, you know about in a news story in the mainstream media when yeah, when Vegas happened. Or when any of the mass shootings, yeah. anyone that you want to recount, happen, it's the number one fucking story for as long as they want to run it, and for as long as they're squeezing juice out of that lemon, you know. Yeah. And but you, if you were to put the amount of t- people that committed suicide in a given day up on the same ticker, it just wouldn't get the same traction. Right. Or right. It, it, maybe it would actually. Maybe if they want to, you know, try doing that, or the amount of gang violence that happens and gang violence, we can read between the lines. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Turf war or <laughs> black on black crime. Well, and that's the it's, other thing people don't want to talk about black on black 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 on black crime. I yeah. mean, I mean, being which, as close to Chicago as we are, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we do hear about you know it a little bit, but not as much in a normal set. I mean, the the amount of people that die in Chicago and L.A. and New York mm-hmm. as a like result of gang violence or turf wars or you know just overall beefs that's what i call it okay uh is a lot and is absolutely ridiculous and if you if it happened in one weekend in utah or one weekend in idaho or one weekend in iowa everybody would be like what the fuck is going on here exactly because you're not I mean, even as close as we are proximity-wise to it, yeah. we're still very far removed from it. And um, this is an interesting paragraph that they put. Like, currently, forty-six percent of our federal prison system, uh, populations consists of nonviolent drug offenders, while a massive seventy percent of gang members grow up in broken homes. Even if only five percent of those who are currently in prison for drug crimes return to have a positive impact on the fa- on their family, so five percent. Of that forty six percent, all right, that's over a hundred thousand fewer recruits for gangs across the country. Again, yeah. the amount of people because what do you, the other thing we can get farther this rabbit hole a little further. You go to prison. What do you learn to do in prison? I learn all kinds of crafts. <laughs> you generally don't. I mean, you can right. get your master's, right? You can do that. You, yeah. You can do that. There's but a new generally, show about a guy who got his law degree, right? Right. But generally, 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 you learn not to get caught again or how not to get caught again. Or, or how, how to, to do pick more up crimes. Another, yes. more, yeah, another trait that allows you to do yeah. more crimes. I got a new contact, uh, Jimmy Slims. He's, uh, he was in the 
flammer. He told me about the big dirty. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So we're going to go do this new bank job. Is that what the kids do? do? Do people rob banks anymore? Cyber. Cyber bank jobs. Oh, cyber bank jobs? God, I, that was a movie well, in this, that really awoken something inside me. Hold on. Hold on. So this this brings into the conspiratorial side of it. Okay. And, and the, I mean, I, I shouldn't even have fucking said that. Sorry. Go on. Uh, this brings into. I believe in you. This brings into just the incentives or the the lack of incentive to really stop it, to allow it to keep going. Okay. All right. So drug trafficking brings in as much as $750 billion in the U.S. each year. Much of that money goes to gangs, which have immersed themselves from start to finish in creating, smuggling, and selling drugs throughout the country. If you purchase drugs in any major uh, city in the U.S., chances are they've been passed through a gang at some point. Combine this with gangs' inability to resolve disputes through courts and other nonviolent means, and it becomes obvious why gangs, gun violence, and drug culture are so entwined. The other aspect of that. They didn't talk about hip hop. That's the weird thing. The other thing they didn't bring up is that all drug money that's seized is kept by the the FBI or the CIA, whoever fucking busts them. So again, or your local department or your local department. Yeah, exactly. But that's where when you get into, uh, I forget the the name of the guy that was running drugs in made uh, American made the Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise movie about him yeah. going into uh, smuggling drugs into Arkansas. The CIA is responsible for most of the cocaine and crack, at least in, in their country. At least they, it was, I mean, the Iran Contra, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. you get, that's, that's the basis of just, this is their mindset. This is their, their modus operandi that they're, that they're going that they want to main, I've talked about it before. They want to justify their existence. They want to at least benefit. I mean, they're benefit $750 billion each year in the, in America. They want a piece of that. And that's, if they stop it, they're not going to get any of it. If they make it, you know, going to retail stores yeah. and everything like that, they don't but get a piece of that. But they're not taxing it. That's the big thing. Well, the CIA doesn't tax anything. The CIA gets a budget based on the amount of taxes coming in or the amount of money that the Fed wants to print, but like it's all justification on what their cause is and what they want to do. Hmm. Do you have a favorite CIA movie? That was the fucking movie we watched that was kind of blah. That reminds me. All right. What was it? Uh we watched uh the Patriot we watched Patriot Gains and Clear and Present Danger. And we, uh, it, it, it was kind of blah. Uh, Patriot Games was fine, and then we watched uh, Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger was blah. It, it, I don't it's think blah. I don't think it's as good as. But it's uh, a total CIA propaganda film. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. He steps into the role of CIA director. At the request of James Earl Jones, maybe? I don't know. Like, he's dying of pancreatic cancer, and then they're like, well, you'll be acting CIA director, I guess. Do it's not th- like they don't have 15 fucking people already prepped and ready to go. Do you think and that... And he just he can't believe this injustice is going on in the CIA. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. So you think, like, okay, we see that the CIA is doing incredibly shady, shady shit mm-hmm. at behest of the president... Oh, no, it's just two bad people in the administration. It's not even the president. 
It's just it's two it's two people. So in his why would you even make it? No, it's not propaganda. I mean, listen, it's total propaganda, man. It's it's not. Why I would love you even? Why the sweat drenching from Nathan right now to try to prove that this is? <laughs> why not, would you? Why would you even draw attention to it? Why would you? They like, love to hide it in plain sight. But it's not in plain sight. If you say, "Holy well, fuck!" Well, again, here's what it also does: these, it, it indoctrinizes look at these horrible things that we're doing as part of like the CIA. No, because Harrison Ford's the good guy in it. He's the one that's going to save it all. He's going to yeah, make but, it right. He's the only one that doesn't get shot and killed because he's doing it for the right reasons. He's the but one the that's going to. CIA gonna, is doing all kinds of horrible, shady shit. If I remember the it, plot from the clear and from Clear and Present Danger, yeah. it's the CIA is this this altruistic perfect entity that's just trying to do its job and then it it uncovers that these two shady people in the president's own administration mind you are the ones and they've always seemed weird because they've just been saying things at inappropriate times and it's like oh i don't trust that guy i don't i don't get a good vibe from him and turns out he's the one that's been working with those damn people down in Colombia or wherever the fuck they were. And he's the one that's been yeah. working to subvert all this good work that we've been trying to do as the CI fucking A. Damn it. God damn it. And I, as Harrison Ford, am going to take care of this myself personally. No, but he doesn't. Well, he goes down and Willem Dafoe, who I can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's going to. He's I not don't a know, good guy. But he's a good guy in the end. I mean, just because he's listen, but he's one of those guys. He's it, it, again, like the idea, of, like the, the CIA, CIA doesn't like sends like a fucking commando team down to fucking disrupt the fucking drug cartel in fucking, that happens all yes, the time, right? Like, okay. why would you draw attention to it? Because if it's a it's, bad thing, it's a bad thing. Because I would it's a say, bait and switch. Yeah, it's a bait and switch, though, because Harrison Ford is the guy that's going down there to fight it. It's not. The, it's, no, he's not. Like he's down he there to not, help. Okay, first off, how they played out in the movie. Yeah. The CIA is the one. This is a movie I've seen in the past three years, by okay. the way. This and I've, not, I've watched it within the last week, so okay. I'm a little more okay. privy to it here yes. right now, okay? Um, the CIA is not the, the one that sent the people down there, okay? The, it was the people in the president's administration that went down there to work with Willem Dafoe. Will- now, were they tangentially associated with the CIA, or was it the CIA's budget that they used? To get the funding to go off and do those operations? Yes. That's why they were tied. To, that's why Harrison yeah. Ford's character, Jack Ryan, was tied to like the implications of being involved because yeah. they were using the CIA's budget. It was all planned out and all these reasons why. That That's the whole point of the, the movie. Yes. So, again, they of course they can say, they can throw it out there and hide it in plain sight. It's absolute propaganda. Harrison Ford is the is the... The good guy who can do no wrong, and he's so altruistic, and he's just the one that's just always going to make the right decision for the right reasons, mind you, too. Never he's going to make, like, him and Tom Hanks, I don't trust them as far as I can fucking throw them. Because they, all their characters, they make the right decisions all the time for not not bad reasons. They never make the right decisions, you know, accidentally. It's yeah. always for the, just, oh, it's for the heart of America. Like, we watched no. Apollo 13. Then same fucking thing. It's like uh, a just, wonderful Ron Howard movie. It's a wonderful movie, but it's Tom Hanks being the guy that makes the right decision all the time for the right reasons. Because America, rock flag and eagle. You know, it's just. You think when he took off his uh, medical detectors to make sure his how my fucking kidneys are doing? Oh, well, anyone would anyone would do that in that time. You know, anyone would just 
reach a breaking point and and I'm sure that they really did that up there. I'm sure that happened. But going back to the CIA propaganda of my favorite CIA movie or the most I don't have a favorite CIA one, but yeah, that's the most obvious propaganda I've I've seen in a long time. It's Since fair. I watched uh, John Krasinski in uh, in the Jack Ryan, uh, where they're playing off the what's happened in Venezuela. <clears throat> there, oh, that was season one, season two. No, see, I mean, I I thought it was. I think it was season one where they're doing Venezuela. No, season that was season two. Okay, I'm just letting you. Know. Okay, it's okay. It's uh, because that that like the second season was much more of a clear. It was a, an adaptation of Clear and Present Danger. Mm-hmm. That was kind of their take on it. Yeah. Anyhow. When I thought that, you know, it, uh, Patriot Games had dealt much less with the, the inner workings of the CIA. Yeah. Seemed like it was a, you know, a life lived in the past, you know. Did you uh, watch uh, Hunt for the Red October? Is that a? A long time ago. That fucking movie holds up. Then again, I've got a weird, I've got a weird thing for propaganda. I, yes, I love prison movies. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> boxing movies, uh-huh. and I like submarine movies. Okay, I don't know what it is. It, it, like those three genres mm-hmm. of movies, just always, just like so. Tango and Cash, The Fighter, and Hunt for Red October. Because it's Hunt for an October, not the we. This is one of the early podcasts. We, yeah. But rank those in order. Uh, let's see here. Hold on. You said Tango and Cash, mm-hmm. Hunt for the Red October, and The Fighter. Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. I would put. It's The Fighter, Hunt for Red October, and Tango and Cash. Okay. You know, and okay. see, and I'm going to go and say that I've watched all three of those movies within the last five years. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm coming at this from an inappropriate. On. I'm going to see how many times or how many examples I can throw at you. Hold on. Okay. okay. So, um, what's in here? Mikhail's Navy, The Rock, and um, Cinderella Man. Okay. <laughs> Within the calendar, past calendar year, the only movie I haven't seen has been Mikhail's Navy. Not Mik- like I don't know why Mikhail's Navy. Or no, I, Down Periscope. I'm sorry, Down Periscope. Oh, down. No, oh, even better. That's Mikhail's Navy. <laughs> I wouldn't count as a submarine movie. So <laughs> right. Down Periscope. Uh, down Periscope starring Kelsey fucking Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Like, out the same thing. I don't know why. Like why we had a copy of that. Like taped <laughs> off. Did. Yeah, like we had a weird yeah. taped off copy of Down Periscope. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking uh, is Tim Curry the bad guy in that one, or is that Mikhail's Navy? Mikhail's Nails, Mikhail's Navy, With Down Periscope. Uh, what's his name? A- uh, William H Macy was like the counterpoint to Kelsey Grammer. Okay, I'm trying to remember who is really out to bust Kelsey Grammer's balls. <laughs> Down Periscope. In Down Periscope. Hold on, I gotta see. Is this? While Frazier's going on, or is this a money making? Oh, this I want to. This would have been like you got to think about the, the penultimate. I want to say like like before the last season of Cheers. Uh, no, no of uh, of Frazier. Like he knew he was close. Oh, nineteen eighty six. No, there. When did oh, when did Frazier end? Okay, so we got Kelsey Grammer. Oh, Lauren Holly. Rob Schneider. Fucking Rob Schneider. Bruce Dern. Harry Dean Stanton. Hold on, let's let's. Oh, go. Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern was the guy who was really busting Kelsey Grammer's balls. That's it. 
Um, uh, let's see here. I want to say, I want to say, Frasier ended in two thousand one. Two thousand. No, that's Kelsey Grammer for since two thousand four. This is in the middle of Frasier. This is three years into Frasier. Three years into Frasier. All right, so I answer the Lauren question. Lauren Holly. Uh, okay, so what was it? I'm sorry. Uh, down, down Periscope. Periscope. Rip Torn's in this, by the way. And Harlan Williams. <laughs> Rip Torn. Rip Torn's in Like, oh my God. I love fucking Rip Torn okay. with all my heart. Um, uh, so Down, down Periscope, Periscope Cinderella the Man, and The Rock. I'm going to go with The Rock. Um, the Rock, Cinderella Man, Down Periscope. Well, it's kind of a toss up between <laughs> Down Periscope. As. Literally within the past calendar year, mm-hmm. I've watched the. I mean, like probably within what the last six months, I've watched The Rock and Cinderella Man. Uh, I've watched The Rock within the last uh, month. Yeah, it, it. I think for the most part, it holds up. Yeah, I think so. It does. I love John C. McGinley with all my heart, and I love the dude who played Candyman with all my heart, and mm-hmm. I love. Um, I don't know. A couple other dudes. All right, I got a hard hitting question for you. Jeez, <laughs> just okay. Okay, no, I do. I yeah. got another. I got a hard hitting top three because I'm going to go back to okay. the two that we've already done because I feel like I've given you kind of just uh, obvious, well, clear, obvious one, sure. and then giving you a tough two and three. Yeah. But uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Okay. All right, we're gonna bring back the fighter. Excellent movie. Okay. We're gonna bring back uh, the hunt or hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October. Sorry. Then we're gonna bring up a uh, prison movie, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Re- um, so I want those three. The fighter. The fighter. Hunt, hunt for, for Red, Red October, October and Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Oh jeez. I think it's a clear debate between one and two, and then three. I think three is obvious. Shawshank Hunt for Red October and The Fighter. And I have a follow-up question after after this. This is called Good Podcasting um, People. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I would put number one. I'm gonna go ahead and put I'm gonna I'm gonna put Hunt for Red October. You're just, gonna go number one Hunt for Red October. Okay. Just because I think honestly, I think that's wow. a movie I've seen just shocker. The most. I thought that was going to be number three. I, I think that I mean it's it, it holds up. Holding up is not the case with any and, of these movies. And, All and these movies hold, hold up. up. All these movies hold up. Mm-hmm. Also, like every time I watch it, I feel like a certain level of excitement with it. I think. Okay. Um. Well, take. I, are you approaching it? I mean, not that you have to approach it a certain uh, uh, way, but uh, yeah. are you approaching it as an audience member or are you watching it as a film in totality? If, if you put those, three, if you put those movies right in front of me right now, mm-hmm. which one am I going to watch right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's, it, that's it's, hun- of, it's hunt for red October. It's hunt for red October. Yeah. What's... I mean, just because like it's been a minute, not a minute. I mean, it's probably been within, it, it's been more than a calendar year since I've seen it. How about that? There's okay. that. Um, I think it's still like there's a certain level of intrigue that I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Sean Connery's performance is excellent. 
And then, okay, we got that. And number then, one. surprising number one, by the way. I don't know if I'd go with the fighter or not. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I'd, the one and two debate was going to be between Shawshank and, the, and fighter. the fighter. I think the fighter is just so like, it's HBO segments are so fucking good. Yeah. Like, like so good. That goes into my follow up question, but answer, answer. Uh, I'm going to say that, And the problem is that I I don't I don't think that Shawshank has aged as well, and I don't know if that's just like a, a, a like diminishing returns situation. Well, or, Shawshank or, was a weird movie. I mean, as far as like being a kid watching it, I didn't go see it in theaters. I don't think you went and saw it in theaters. Oh, you didn't? no! The first time I watched it was on edited version on CBS. On, on yeah, TNT is on here. We had cable, yeah. so not to wrap oh. it in. So. Oh. But it would play all the time. So I think it had a weird uh, um, afterlife living on cable, oh, people like, watching it. I know I know it did well in the theaters. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if it did well in the theaters. We'll look up the box office mojo Pull, while you decide yeah. the uh, two and three. I'm going to go. Here. I'm going to go and say that <sighs> performance wise, like performance wise, that like when you look at. Between Rachel McAdams, not Rachel McAdams, uh, Amy, Adams. Amy, Amy Adams, and fucking, um, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm dying here. Uh, Batman. Batman. <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I was thinking Christopher <laughs> Nolan. I was like, that's not it. <laughs> like Christian Bale's performance mm-hmm. is absolutely. And it's the Shawshank Redemption. Here we are saying Hunt for Red October. And Shawshank. And we're not looking at the Shawshank Redemption. Sorry. Sorry. Like, Sorry. It's so, like, Christian Bale's performance is absolutely fucking incredible. Fantastic. One and best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. I think we've looked at that yes. before. But, yeah. uh, yeah, domestic. It, yeah, it only made $28 million. Domestic. Worldwide, 28.3. Or no, that's. Can, go to. Number, yeah, oh, like, where Opening was he weekend, at? Opening weekend seven hundred and twenty seven thousand. Okay. Uh, and thirty three theaters. So not a No, thirty three and then it went to Okay, so when it went to wide release on the seventh mm-hmm. of can go ahead and click on the seventh and ninth. I will. Um who who the specialist in the River Wild. Oh, and Forrest and Gump was still running. Forrest Gump in its fourteenth oh. fucking week. Jason's lyric? No, Forrest Gump in its fourth week. No. You know, in its 13th week. 14th week. All the way at the end. Weeks. Number of weeks. Oh, I got you. Got you Fuck. Got you, got you. Got you. It was last week, number four. Yeah. Well, Forrest Gump was a box office gold. Oh, it was a great Robert Zemeckis movie. I love it. Yep. Clearing Present Danger in its 10th week, number 11. Whoa. Terminal Velocity with fucking Charlie Sheen. So Shawshank beat it in this in this week. This yeah. is the better movie. Go back. Jurassic Park in its seventieth week was still number fifteen or four. Yeah, fifteen in this in its seventieth week. The Flintstones in its twentieth week was sixteen. Now that movie I did see in theaters. I did see the Flintstones in theaters. I did see the Flintstones in theaters. The Scout. The Scout. Brendan Fraser yeah. and uh, God, what was the other guy? Uh, I don't know. Mel, not Mel Brooks. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. I watched that. That's uh, a pretty underrated baseball movie, actually. Yeah. Terminal Velocity. What a great... Ed Wood. 
Ed one. What a great time. What a why the fuck was a specialist? It was number one. Number one. Huh? Antonio Banderas and it, it uh and Banderas. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And, and uh Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone coming in hot. River Wild. The River Wild, yep. Hot River Wild. The River Wild. Uh, I, uh, who is that? Meryl Streep it's, I think and it's, Kevin uh, Bacon and Benjamin Brett had a, a bit part in it. Was uh, River <sighs> Phoenix? No. Uh, no. That's just River Wild I'm thinking of. Anyway, back to your 2-3. Are you going fighter over Shawshank? I'm, I'm going to go fighter over Shawshank. And, mm-hmm. and that's just like a complete uh, Eagles situation where Shawshank's been overplayed hard. No, uh, okay. and Well, it leads me to my next question of, is is the fighter the best boxing movie of all time? And I'm and I'm and I kind of want to open up a little bit because the only thing I can really think of that oh, rivals man. the fighter as far as tone and just I don't know I, fighting movies because I'll agree with you are yeah. are fascinating to me. I sure. love I love sure. the Rocky movies um, for their good and their horrible. I think. It's great, but the wrestler is another movie where I thought. Oh yeah, you, I, I, that's I would, within the same vein. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, or uh, the warrior um, with I uh, seen that. with uh, what's his name? Oh gosh, I, who made the Bruce Dern? No, no, Bruce, Dern? no Bruce Dern's not in it. Uh, Nick Nolte. And, oh okay. Uh, what's I've his name? Um, excellent guy, British guy. Kevin Spacey. No. <laughs> uh, the Warrior. I don't even. It's not coming up. Oh, Death I'm, Warrior. No, just try Warrior. Oh, here we are. Here we are. I mean, I like the Thirteenth Warrior. Warrior. Tom Hardy, Nick Tom Nolte, Hardy, Nick and Nolte. Uh, the guy who made. I've not seen this. I mean, as far as eight point two out of ten. Hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Joel Egerton. He's the guy who made the box. Okay. Or the gift. I mean, the gift, not the box. Okay. Yeah. Joel Egerton. Yeah. Brian Callen's in this movie. Oh, that's right. Well, he's kind of an MMA. As Brian Callen. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. He's kind of. Yeah. But uh, so uh, I haven't seen this movie, but as far as the best of fighter movies, I mean. Sure. What's your take on it? What's your best Boxing fighter movie. The best boxing movie. Digstown? Digstown, I know you like Digstown a lot. <laughs> um Look, Rocky Four always has a special place in my heart. So As it should. <laughs> as it as it should. Uh-huh. Um Golly. Gladiator? I don't know. Just cause... I think that falls in the vein of it. Yeah. Oh okay. So there it's was like a, a Brian Dennehy. No, hold on. There was a Brian Dennehy movie called Gladiator. Yeah. Did we talk about this? Uh, I think off podcast we've talked about this, but. Gladiator. Brian Dennehy and uh, I don't remember who else. It was nobody. I For a long time, I thought it was uh, the guy who made the movie uh, Hitchcock, but it's not. Mm. Anyhow. Not, this is a great story. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, like we watched it a lot. We watched it. It was like taped off by my brother. My brother in college, he taped off movies and and episodes of Beavis and Butthead. As uh, any good older sibling. uh, Right. So this this IMDb ranking here, 
This has Warrior number one. I I'll watch this one. I have not seen this I, like, movie. It, here's the deal. Like, I was half drunk. I mean, I got drunk. It's in the, any day of the week, so you're half in drunk. The, in the pro here. In the process of watching the Warrior, like I got drunk and watched it, mm-hmm. and at one point I stopped the movie because I noticed that my like neighbors across the street were playing music really loud. I'm like, well, what are they doing? <laughs> so I just stopped watching the movie and went across the street to see what, and it was just like my neighbor and like a dude just listening to music far too loud. Far too loud. And neighbor watching can be really fun. No, I went over the, I had a beer. Oh. And well. just, and just, then I went back and finished up the warrior. Warrior. By the warrior. Way. Okay. It's not called the warrior. Would you consider Fight Club uh, a fight mo- a no. fighter movie? No, but it's got tinges of it. It's got little elements of it. No, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like between like straight up competitive Raging Bull, Raging Bull, a hundred percent. Yep. Why is Raging Bull all the way? Because uh, this is an IMDb page or this listing, is like some and we've just... learned from many many times that it's pretty much garbage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that Warrior is a bad movie. It's the number one movie. But Rocky's number four. I've never seen IP Man. I'm aware of it. Oh yeah. I'm aware. Oh, what was the I've seen Undisputed? Enter Dragon, Enter the Dragon. Undisputed. Uh, I'm aware of Undisputed. What, who is that? That was with. Uh, what about Bloodsport? Are you a fan of any of the Bloodsport movies? Like, I remember. As like, a kid, I remember loving them. As a okay, so being the youngest of six children, uh, and having four older brothers. Like I watched a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't watch mm-hmm. as a like Bloodsport came out in '88. I was five, yeah, and I watched it and I loved the shit out of it. Right. And I thought that was the greatest movie ever. So there was uh, it was uh, Bloodsport, and then also what was the other Van Damme movie that came out about the same time? Bloodsport two. No, <laughs> we'll go back uh, up to Bloodsport. What was the Bloodsport, and then what was the other Van Damme movie? Van Damme had a same movie about the same time. Not. Not double team. Not, not double, double impact. impact. God, Van Damme, he had a Van, run, man. He had an incredible run. Not uh, Death Warrant. Kickboxer. Kickboxer. There we That's go. What you're thinking of. Not Lionheart. Mm-mm. Not Death Warrant. Although cyborg, I remember cyborg. Oh, I mean, first off, nowhere to run. Street Fighter the movie <laughs> might be the best video game adaptation into a movie of all time. No, <laughs> <laughs> you name one better. Well, name Mortal one. Kombat for starters. Give me Street Fighter. Out. Give me Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat. No shit. Yep. No and not shit. that I'm not taking anything away from Mortal Kombat. Honestly, I'm not. But no, not taking anything away from. As a kid, from, I uh, remember. I remember making that solid decision because I love Mortal Kombat the game so much more. And I, and I yeah. Mortal Kombat's great. And honestly, if we're thinking about video games being made into movies, as bad as those two movies are, those have to be some of the best. I mean, I love the Mario movie. I remember. Super Mario I Brothers. never like I've never like I I only saw like I literally the past it. 20 minutes of the Super Mario Brothers movie and I'm like Jean-Luc Lazamo is in this what the fuck is this but but the style of that movie though the style of Super Mario Brothers when yes. they put that out 
it was so it was so good. It was that perfect like early '90s time of like we don't have a lot of CG to work with, but we have a lot of special effects and we have a lot of great costume design. Yeah, and we're gonna make these worlds come to life in, in real life. And I remember, I mean, first off, as a kid, I was it was already pretty big into playing Mario anyway. Yeah, but uh, Dennis Hopper being King Koopa, like he was a little bit much. But he's always a little bit much. That's what that's what makes him so great. Rest in peace, Dennis Hopper. Universal Soldier. I enjoyed that one as well. No, no. Best best video game. Best video, video game, game turned into movie. Adaptation. Oh, jeez. Your thoughts? It's Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's Mortal Kombat all day long. I think so. I, th- I mean. No. What? What? What are you doing? Turn to movie. Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Twenty-one video games that were made into movies. Here, look. Gamers decide. I'll allow it. Uh, not Hitman. Never watched that one. Oh, this is nice. They're going from Alone in the Dark. I never watched that movie. That's got Slater in it, though. Christian. Well, this is the second one. All right, Street Fighter. The second one. Legend of Chun Li. Wing Commander. Wing Commander. I remember like watching Wing Commander as a like just as a kid and be like, oh. Blood Rain. We're forgetting. Uh, not that they're good, but Tomb Raider was one of those. Resident Evil. Resident, Resident Evil, Evil movies this. were pretty good. Super Mario Brothers, 1993. 1993. This ain't no game, which means it is a game. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins, John Leguizano, and Dennis Hopper. Sign me up. I want to say sir. Do you know... Uh, uh, Hoskins. But, uh, Danny DeVito turned down the role of being as he Mario. Probably, as he probably should have. Yeah, well, who knows? Uh, uh, Double, Double Dragon. Dragon was a... That, that's a good little time span. If I don't you, think if I you kids, watched that movie. If you kids want to know what 1994 was like, go watch Double Dragon, and that's just that's exactly what it is. Oh, jeez, with the, oh, oh, what's that? Uh, that's a uh, is that Gary Oldman? No, that's a uh, fucking uh, T T one thousand. Oh yeah, that guy. Not uh, Gary fuck. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, Tomb Raider. Like the two Tomb Raider movies, I fucking fell asleep in them multiple <laughs> times. My wife, who had like a weird thing with Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, let's put on Tomb Raider. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's the boobs. I'd fall asleep after 20 minutes. Max Payne. Mm, no, never that. watched Max Payne. Doom. Do- what? Honestly, like, Doom 2005 is an okay movie. Like, it's goofy. Like, All video game movies have to be a little goofy. It uh, it it rides the line. <laughs> need, hold on, this is good. yeah. There was a need. Need for Speed, starring the sidekick <laughs> from Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. That's good. And Jesse Paul has her. Or Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Jesse Paul's another person. Jesse is his name. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I wonder. Jesse Paul. That'd be a good celebrity name. Aaron Paul has the look of someone that just called him the sidekick from Breaking Bad on this uh, page here. Uh, Hitman. Which one? The Timothy the Olympian. Mm -hmm. I can never remember that guy's name. How do you pronounce it? And then Postal. That guy. Uh, That was a movie? That was a... 
directed mm. by Hugh Bull. Like, no, that's a fucking goofy fucking. Like that movie is fucking nuts. Like it's fucking crazy. Despite an opening sequence depicting the 9/11 hijackers flying into the World Trade Center, arguing about the declining numbers of virgins they would get in heaven, uh, and then showing that it was the passengers' fault, it's no wonder hardly anyone would screen the film. Remember, this was only shot six years after 9/11. Too soon, you be the judge. Well, okay. Wait, is Dave Foley in <laughs> Dave this? Foley's, is Dave Foley in this fucking Dave movie? Dave Foley's in that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I'll watch it. You bull is a fucking weird. Fu- that guy's made a weird bunch of fucking. On, movies. I'm gonna write this down. Hold on one second. Where's my pencil? <laughs> He's legitimately writing down. Legitimately, <laughs> Dave Foley's in it. Okay, <laughs> I will always support. <laughs> Dave Foley. I'm here to see. I'm only here to support Dave Foley. It's Dave Foley wearing a Hitler mustache. I'm gonna I'm watch there. that fucking movie. Okay, Street Fighter 19, number seven, 1995. All right, so at least we're. Uh, what's his name? Who's the guy? Like as I started the movie, uh, Raul Julia. Raul Julia. Yes. As I put on Adam's Family. The, oh yeah. The live action Adam's, Adam's Family, Family movie yeah. came out in 1991. Isn't that crazy? And that's fucking nuts. It's good costume design. Absolutely incredible. That'd be a fun one to go through. Final Fantasy of the Spirits. So I remember like that. I remember being a bunch of uh, having a bunch of friends that were way into Final Fantasy and going into that movie, and they walked out of it. They hated it so much. I remember like I never got into never, Final Fantasy. Nope, for good reason. Um. Well, no. But my friends were, and my I watched that. Too, but and I'm like, oh, what does this have to do with anything? Is yeah. that the thing we have the most in common that we had a bunch of friends into Final Fantasy? <laughs> and we never got into Final Fantasy. Is that it? I think that might be it. Not our love of baseball. Yeah, well, it's clearly not our love <laughs> of baseball, or our opinions on who took down the towers on 9/11. Uh, Resident Evil at number four. That's too bad because that movie. I think that movie's okay. No, that was a really good one. I I really liked that. Silent Hill. Um, that's still that's still a spooky. I never I never played that game. I never played the game, and I I never played much of Resident Evil, honestly. Dead or alive. Do you? I think you're right here. Well, you're gonna nail the number one. What, what did I say for number one? You said Mortal Kombat. I, I have we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. Unless there's gonna be an egregious omission on this. If it's a uh, what was the one that Jake Gyllenhaal did? Was Assassin's Creed? Was he? Oh yeah, no, that was uh, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. If oh, like no, we're gonna no, get thrown uh, over. No, what's his name? Uh, who's the German guy? Uh, Hitler. No, there was an Assassin's Creed movie, and it was fucking not good. Anyhow, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, are we saying are we saying Mortal Kombat number one? Well, I mean, we're. I'm, I'm just because that up. excellent fucking song. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Some guys you've never heard of. <laughs> Brigitte Wilson. <laughs> Brigitte Wilson? Oh, yeah, with Christopher Lambert. Uh-huh. No, and it's great. It's it's a great movie, no doubt. Christopher Lambert. But I remember, I mean, those that was the time of... Those two movies came out really they were, they close. Pretty to pretty back-to-back. Pretty back-to-back. So it was yeah. go to the go to the video store and you could get both of those oh. and just watch them, you know? I just remember like, it, it's a real time and place situation. We, we watched, we had the, we rented 
uh, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and it was me and my older brother, and then my older brother's friend who stayed the night. Mm-hmm. And in the process, we were remodeling my parents' bedroom. You guys were. We, uh, yeah, we're, you children were. And, and my mom's like, "Hey, why don't you go like finish demoing out the uh, <laughs> the lath and plaster?" Oh, you guys were really doing it. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, you guys are really. Just go doing like it. take out. Can you guys go take out the lath and plaster? And we're like, da 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 and, and just like smashing fucking walls with our fists. It's <laughs> because. <laughs> Hey, yeah. turns out art does inspire <laughs> art, <laughs> actual like demolition yeah. of <laughs> just fucking just crack and laugh and plaster with our fucking fists just taking a hammer to a wall because you just watched mortal mortal Kombat. that's the uh that's the uh everybody wants to live that life you know what i mean well and they did a both both street fighter and mortal Kombat did a great job I mean, I guess any video game has to do it, but really, but like telling the story or the, the challenge of the game within the story and the idea of there being an island in Mortal Kombat's case where you're basically fighting to survive, you know, it, it is actually a Mortal Kombat. I it's, don't, I don't, I like, I, from what I, I remember that, of, that's an interesting take street fighter. Cause if I were to, well, well if, it was too much, like too much going on. There was less of we're going to actually fight each other right now versus more of the like economic uh, geopolitical spectrum like, right, that's he, going on. But those they are actually the, mentioned the, the United Nations multiple times. Yeah. Well, and that scene of Blanca becoming Blanca is, is awesome. That was interesting. And I love well, that. I remember that being interesting. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. But that's developing the characters, right? So the great thing that Mortal Kombat did was bring all these characters basically to an island. And they all, again, these are, you're not men at a time, but like kind of a person out of their familiar environment and everything like that. Oh, real and then fish po- out of water. That's reason. Fish out of water, but also living in a life or death situation where, you know, you either live or die. Because it's well, a Mortal Kombat. But if I were to pitch you this movie, if I were to pitch you a movie of, Characters brought to fighters brought to an island where they have to fight each other to the death, and the last remaining survivor gets off the island. That movie could go very far without a video game actually existing. So it's actually kind of a good idea for a movie, anyway. Is it better than uh, what's it, our uh, the most dangerous game? <laughs> well, it's a little. It's a twist on the most dangerous game, right? right? It's a twist on it, which um, maybe that's the whole uh, the, the whole premise here. I think. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But it, it, so it's a solid movie, actually. Most most video games, I think, when you put them into the yeah. context of a movie, don't make a good movie. Like we go back, like Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider only works if Angelina Jolie is Tomb Raider, right? I I, I think. I mean, and even uh, then, well, it listen, barely holds up. Hold or on. barely works. If somebody pitches me the idea, okay, get this, and this is all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say two words and you're just gonna give me the elevator your... pitch okay sexy indiana jones you got me <laughs> i mean that's i mean yeah. that's mm-hmm. like that's a good but it becomes a problem though when you're when you have the pre-built world of laura croft and tomb raider i th- no, laura croft it was doesn't sold hurt it it doesn't hurt it. sexy indiana jones yes. and that doesn't it. it doesn't hurt it but also it doesn't i mean 
does it navigate the execution of the movie in a way that's detrimental to the movie itself? The thing that's great about like Mortal Kombat or Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. I mean, Street uh, Fighter had Jean Claude Van Damme. That's a, about the biggest name they had. And Raul Julia. Yeah, but they had Jean Claude, and even then, it was still kind of like that's Jean Claude Van Damme. But you had the ability to tell a story or like develop characters within this world that you're creating. This weird, like, cartoonish world. I love that Mortal Kombat took it a little more seriously. I also love that Super Mario Brothers took it seriously. Like they took this ridiculous world and I really want to go back. I want to watch Do I need to go rewatch? Do I need to go rewatch Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers? I'm going to go do it. I'm Cuz gonna... I honestly I never watched it as a child cuz I'm like this really? that looks dumb as shit. I cannot oh. I cannot get behind this. Let's do a little fun thing. Let's both watch like not together. Not, not together. No. Not holding hands. No. Or piggyback uh, rides. That doesn't work either. You, it's difficult to give Watch each a whole other the whole movie while giving people piggyback rides. Yeah. I'm 100%. Let's, well, let's both watch it over the weekend. Well, that means I got to spend money. <laughs> like, how much do you think? How much do you think you could rent? Uh, how Super much Mario Brothers to for? rent Super Mario Brothers? Three dollars tops. Oh no! It's it's. $3 on Amazon. I'm going to go and say right now to rent Super Mario Brothers right now on Amazon is $7.99. $7.99? That's what I'm saying. Okay. You want to put something on this? Because I think you're <laughs> absolutely right. wrong. See, now, you're going, now you're going into me spending more money. That's <laughs> true. It's me. Uh... <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to make me spend money no matter what. Uh, what are you, my wife? <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> That's a callback. Um, I, I would I'd be... I'm gonna shocked. If I'm it's gonna over say seven ninety nine to rent. This might be thirteen ninety nine to buy. This might be one of those movies though too that is not available. It's not available. The weird, the weird world that we have not talked about actually on the podcast of these orphan movies, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we haven't talked about orphan movies on this no. podcast yet, which I think is a fascinating. And as I'm looking about, for, care about your art, children. Care about your art. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, go into explain because I'm still looking for this fucking movie on Amazon. So, so there's a weird thing where people, like large corporations, they stop giving a fuck about absolutely every single piece of art that they produce and don't put it out available on digital streaming or... Even hard copies. Or hard copies. Go ahead and try to find... Uh, PCU. Try, try to find PCU. Try, try to, to f- find No Escape, uh, starring Ray Liotta. Try to uh, uh, try find uh, American Movie. Try <laughs> to find Super Mario Brothers. It is not available. <laughs> it's not available. This is a problem. It's a problem. Well, well, as, we go and explain, into, explain. as we moved into this, like as we've moved into this new digital age where everything is available, there's a lot of stuff out there that's just people just don't care about. That it's not worth the the company's the time. time and money to the return have it available. Of, the return on investment, like that, probably it's one of those orphan movies. Five man. grand it would take to put that movie and get an, a good transfer copy of the digital of the of the film negative into a movie. It'd be it's too 
It's eh, you don't give a fuck. So if I want to buy a used version of Super Mario Brothers it's on DVD, on DVD, used acceptable is the the top quality that I could that I could find. This is the, this is added to the list. Add to the list. It's not it's not even valuable. It's not as valuable as like a PCU or No Escape. Or oh American yeah, movie. it's it's nine dollars. Oh, for used acceptable. And you can get it by uh, December 2nd. But the fact, this is kind of one of those rare, because the situations that we've yeah. been talking about or that we've yeah. discovered. So PCU was this wonderful movie made about. Wonderful movie. What was what was PCU? What did it stand for? It was. Uh, Port Chester Port Chester University. University. Yeah, right. This movie that played on Comedy Central all the time. Uh, I found it on a Facebook marketplace like DVD lot. And basically, after trying to find it on streaming, like all platforms, like yeah. looking all everywhere, yeah. there's someone's cut it up onto YouTube, like basically filming their television for, you know, 10 different segments. Does it hold up? That's not the way I want to watch it or remember it. It's that's not what it's, it's not meant. the way I want to see David Space say the Jews. Right. Exactly. It's not what I want to see. But uh so when I found it on PCU or when I found it on Facebook marketplace and it was in a lot of movies for like one to $2 a piece. I just wondered how much it was used. I looked it up on eBay and it was, it was going for like 60, 70 bucks if I remember correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. what kind of started this whole orphan movie debate or orphan movie. Um, it's exploration. So, it's, so, it's so weird. Just there's, there's certain movies out there. But that it, studios have stopped giving a fuck about right, and if they're really good movies like PCU, I would imagine holds up. And if it's going for sixty, seventy bucks, I mean, I'm lucky enough. I you sent me. A, I have American movie, which is kind of a mockumentary. That's an no. That's not a mockumentary. I, I know it's a, it's, that's it's that's why I said kind 100%, of. That's a hundred percent a real movie. That's why I said kind of a mockumentary because it is absolutely these people really believing what they're doing. They really want to make that movie. Coven. Yep. And it's a great movie. I mean, I love it. I, I saw them on MasterCard. Fuck yeah. Yeah, right. Well, oh my God. What movie was it? I was just watching a movie. And that dude showed up. The metal dude? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. What the fuck was that movie? Because they had a weird little bit of uh, fame in the uh, no, Okay. Look this up. Because right now, because he was a, uh, he was like a an undertaker or something. I, I don't remember. Well, I just remember I was watching and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so American movie. <laughs> it's such a weird uh, dude. If you haven't seen this movie, by the way, God, you should go out and great. watch this. Mark Bouchard. <laughs> well, there's Mark's mom. No, this is, yeah. Yeah. Mark uh, is the main dude. Yeah, okay. Are you talking so, about the main guy or the heavy yeah, the main guy. Dude? Yeah, main guy. The, okay. <laughs> go watch this fucking movie. God, this I is love this fucking movie. They ended up making it, looks like. Uh, Black okay. licorice? Okay. Not, I mean, no, not in the past. Holy shit. Give me this a timeline. He's got like a really good set of uh, credentials. I, I mean, this, so when did American, American movie came out in 99? So, yeah. okay. Uh, not the tunnel. Oh, it was the one. It was the one. Okay. Who uh, starring Jet Li. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, fuck. Hey, The One. Are you familiar with The One? Yeah. Starring Jet Li. 
So he was an he was an Undertaker in that movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was just like, or maybe it was. Because ah. where does that in relation to American movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Why is it? Okay, go back to you. Still got the tab open for American movie. That's true. Uh, American movie. Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. The but he's not credited in. He's not credited in American movie. That's so fucking weird. Because he's not an actor. He's just himself. It's probably But on. he would be himself. Yeah. In this movie. Like his first credit is in two thousand for Coven. Yeah. Or Coven, sorry. Coven. Coven. I'm sorry, I got COVID on the brain. Um anything that starts with C O V. I believe it is pronounced Coven. <laughs> and then he just pronounced it weird because he's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh it's a that's a good movie. It's one of those movies too where you can't, you cannot sit somebody down to watch it with them. <laughs> like you can't say like this movie is great. I love this movie because it happened recently with uh, my wife. Uh, my wife. My wife is that Borat? That's my Borat. Oh wow! Don't mind me. Uh, so we we sat down and uh, she she loved uh, Waterworld Borat? so much. She did like the second Borat a lot. Yeah, I mean, she liked Borat originally, but. Did you watch the second Borat? No, I haven't yet. Oh, it's it's really good. It's a, it's a fun take. I mean, I'll get there eventually. Get there eventually, but it's fun. I got to let the press die down a little bit. Got to get it on my own terms. You know what I mean? Uh, it was a fun take on a very famous character operating in public. I thought that was the best mm. thing they did was it was obviously people are going to recognize more people than not are going to recognize right. Borat. So it's going to be hard for him to do those same bits and everything. I thought they yeah. played and yeah. handled that really well. He's not getting Donald Trump this time. But he, oh, that was Ali G. Ali G. Ali G got Donald Trump. But he, but he did a really, they did a really good job of uh, being able to do the same things with, uh, it was just, it was good. I okay. recommend it. But um, my point is, is that, so we, I showed my wife Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh, great. Great Paul movie. Paul Verhoeven movie. Right? Great movie. But it's one of those movies where if you show somebody that movie and you don't explain to them, like, what they're trying to do. You can watch it in a completely different way. It's like a choose your own adventure oh movie. Because you can just watch and be like, okay, these are people just killing bugs. Can you imagine or going they, in absolutely fresh into Starship Troopers? I did it as a as a kid. I remember oh, when that movie yeah. came out. It was like we were at the right age of like, we're not going to lo- listen to subtext of dialogue. Yeah. Like the first time in, in, I remember we watched it. We had to watch it again. We wrote papers like, on it in college. Hold on. What do you mean? Where is uh, uh, Song 4 by Blur? How does that fit into all of this? But I don't know if Song 4. That was in the trailer. Was that in the no, trailer? Because tra- it wasn't in the movie. The, tra- like yeah. the trailer is okay. like, woohoo! Song 2. So, I'm sorry. I said Song 4. Song 2. Song 4 is completely different. It's really mellow. It's their lighter acoustic stuff. Um, but so I remember I, mean, I had a weird relationship with that movie because we, I mean, we watched it in high school. Yeah. When it first came out, and very much the stupid high school kids of just watching bugs getting exploded, right? And there's boobs, right? But, but there's an interesting placement of boobs in that movie where, when they start the talking, co-ed shower in the co-ed shower, but when, and I just realized it the last time we watched it, and again, like I watched it, we we had to write papers on it in college and everything like that oh. uh, about its use of propaganda, its, its depth of yes. you know, uh, yeah. storytelling and everything, Certainly. what it's talking yeah. about, and I never caught this, but. The first time you see boobs is when they start going around asking everybody 
why they joined the infantry, why they joined the army. Yeah. And everyone's so distracted by boobs and ass and everything like that that they don't hear that like, well, I want to have kids one day and being a citizen is a good, you know, way to I do that. did I did pick up on the like the the citizen not like I didn't But they gloss make over a, it. I didn't make the connection mm-hmm. of uh uh, I'm sexually aroused, so the only reason I can be a real citizen is to uh, the only reason I can have kids, the only reason I can be a politician, politician, uh, all of that, all those things. I didn't make the connection between boobs and I. I do remember, like, well, that's well, weird. No, you're just you're you're distracted by the boobs. Like as yeah. a kid, as a teenager, you're like boobs. I don't care what they're saying. There's there's boobs. I do remember me like, man, that's fucking weird, but also boobs, and right. that's great. It was more. I was more into the. Uh, the uh, last boob scene. The last boob, boob when they're having sex. Having sex. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the mm-hmm. as a kid though, there's there's the perfect amount of action. There's a perfect amount of boobs. It's there's a perfect great. amount of storytelling. It's a. It works on multiple. It's a choose your own it's adventure a movie. Fantastic movie. So, and I remember I had a, I told my my wife halfway through the movie. I'm like, so these little these little things that they bright and bring up. They, these are like little propaganda like. Yeah. Interludes that they're doing, yeah. and as soon as that, as soon as she heard that and saw that, it was like, "Oh wait, oh yeah. my god, oh this is more social commentary than you want to think." It's very social commentary. So to think of like something like American Movie, where you're sitting down, you're like you're showing somebody this movie. Yeah, it's like one thing to show them like Waiting for Guffman, be like, "This is Waiting for Guffman." Oh, They've done, you know, this is what Christopher Guest has done, all this stuff, and now we're gonna watch this movie versus like. No, this is real. Like they, this is real before reality television was even yeah. hitting big. Like they just found these guys that were trying to make this movie, and like it's so crazy. And the and the idea that American movie became popular, like that's. I mean, well, hold on. It's about as organic as you can. I, I would say it's about the same time as which came first. Here's the real question. Gotcha. And I think this is a real question. I think this is a real slow question. Which came first, American movie or Blair Witch Project? Good question, sir. Because I, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you're drawing you, parallels between the two of them. There is a certain level of parallel between. Mm-hmm. These, t- I mean, they're uh, they're both ninety nine, right? They're both ninety nine. We haven't confirmed with uh, Blair Witch, but I'm almost a thousand percent positive. Oh, right. Um. Let's think here. But it's it's so weird with these movies. Like, what is a technical release? You know, of, of a yeah, movie I mean, like this. I mean, right. So we released it. Let's see. We April thirteenth, two thousand in Australia. Uh, opening weekend here. We got November seventh, nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Wow, fuck it. It grows better than uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Shaw, Shawshank Redemption. That's a weird. That's a weird mm. fucking uh, like Jeopardy question. Ooh, one of those movies has uh, seriously. If we go back to Shawshank, Shawshank. Redemption, here, opening weekend. God, what it, like? Here's the deal. No, no, no. Let's not gloss over this. Hold on. Shawshank did not do well in theaters. American movie in its first weekend made more money than Shawshank Redemption made Hold in on. its first weekend. Absolutely. Well, and I don't third- even care about the number of theaters. That's that. Sh- and That's maybe crazy. it's coming off January nineteen or January nineteen ninety nine. So it's coming off of the hits of. It's coming off of its publicity no, a, run. No, of, that's a fuck you, January. 
January is a garbage. No, dump. no, no, no. That's it's, um, that's when it debuted in Sundance. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's October. debuting in all these fe- festivals and everything. Okay, festival season. I'll, I'll grant it. It's building up. Okay. It's even coming off of the. So okay, so New York, New York, November fifth. No, remember, remember. Uh, Red Letter Day in history. So and then then two days later it was released worldwide, or in the U.S. at least USA gross, but still November seventh. That's a real number. I would still. Oh, I know. Well, the opening weekend, it says it was $20,000. But the gross was USA. Gross USA. So that must be cumulative gross, not cumulative uh, opening weekend. We're working between two different set of numbers here, by the way. No, no, no. We got to take all this back because it's opening weekend. They made $20,000 on the 7th. Okay. And then the gross USA. I don't know. This is the this is where it's a little confusing if it if the gross USA is gross total or if it's gross from just the opening weekend. Yeah. But anyway, we'll go, I don't know. We'll go anyway. to back, we'll back to your point. Back to your back question. to my point. Which came first? We're gonna go. We're gonna get. It. Uh, is it the Blair Witch Project or Blair Witch Project? I think it's the Blair Witch Project. No, you're right. It is. Ninety nine. Fuck. Yeah. So I. Th- uh, July thirtieth. I think there's a certain level of piggybacking between like why this in the, a documentary about an independent horror movie becoming as popular Mm -hmm. as it did as the same time an independent horror movie came out. I, I, I think there's a weird symbiotic relationship that's happening here. I, I think. Yeah. And I see what you're, I see what you're saying. And I and I, I don't. I, but I I dis I disagree that it would be because Blair Witch was popular. People I, went to see American movie. I think that people were, people were more willing to give American movie a chance after Blair Witch, I, and and not not the not the American public, right? Well, not the actual public. This, this is. I mean, this is more American public than we're than we're accustomed to. But I mean, more, as far as as far as uh, people determining what's good and bad by going but, to see no, it, like no, I'm thought I'm like people who are more willing to put money behind it to put it into theaters. I think American also there's a certain level of people who are filmmakers love watching movies about filmmakers, right? I th- I think that's. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating. Uh, yeah, it it can be an interesting insight. For oh, okay, so last, the last uh, red letter medium video that came out mm-hmm. was about an independent movie, and they just ripped up ripped it apart. It was great, and all of the insights they had as people who tried to make low budget movies that they put into. Their insights is, hi, I've made low-budget independent movies myself, and these people did it wrong because they didn't even try to do this or try to do that, try to do this. Mm-hmm. I found that to be their insight on how to make a low-budget movie was so much more interesting than the actual ripping on the movie itself. And I thought that was so interesting. Um, Yeah, but I think like the Blair Witch Project, though, it's 
that was a phenomenon. Oh though. yeah. Oh, certainly, certainly. And that's that's what generated people to go see that movie because there was the question of whether it really happened. Whether or not. it was real. That was. I mean, that was some that, early day internet shit. Correct. So that 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 holds different. That has a different light to it than American movie, where American movie is. There's not that suspense of it. There's not. You're not gonna get the people that right would never go see such a movie. Because there was the people that went, that would never see a movie like Blair Witch Project that went to go see it if it was real. I got turned away. You got turned away at Blair Witch Project? Yeah. The Blair Witch Project? Sorry. Yeah. It was so like we went to go watch the Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. and went to the movie theater. Movie theater patron uh, owner said, how old are you? And I gave him my birth date minus a year mm-hmm. to make me 17. He's like, you got your ID on you? I'm like, listen, I got my $20 and a, my set of car keys, and that's all I got. He's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't let you in. <laughs> Mind you, like two weeks later, three weeks later, we went and watched American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What's better, American Pie or the Blair Witch Project? Oh, I don't that's which would you watch? Which would you watch first? Right now? Yeah. I would probably watch American Pie before I'd watch. Yeah. That's probably Eugene Levy. Oh, that's Eugene Levy <laughs> just, doing great. Just, just I mean, carry, just, just carry. He's, he's carrying a lot of water. It's better than a tube sock. <laughs> 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 um, We're not going to tell, tell your mother about this. Okay, we'll just say we ate the pie. Oh my god. That's that's one of those like. I'm sure it's a time and a place movie. Yeah. American Pie. Right. I told you my weird story about American Pie. Right? No, I don't know. No. Maybe. Well, that like, so I I don't have, I, I don't have a bad relationship with my dad, but I have a, like a very odd relationship with my dad. Sure. We don't get along as far as like musical taste or yeah. just movie taste. He's really into TV. the Hollies. He's really into like shitty country music and oh, yeah. can't get the hint when I say, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. I think this sounds like shit. He's like, you guys should play this song. I'm like, no. And, uh, but, but we, we mesh up on certain movies. And like he was, he showed me Caddyshack for the first time. Oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. That's awesome. He really likes, uh, like these, like those raunchy college films and everything like that. He's, he's a big fan yeah. of, did he sit down and make you watch Porky's? No, he never, you know, he never sat, but he like, let me rent like Revenge of the Nerds, knowing exactly oh. what that was. Let me rent Stripes, knowing exactly mm. what that was. Um, he took me to There's Something About Mary when I was a kid. Yeah. And then one of the weirdest, uh, you know, movie situations I've ever been in. I went to, uh, my dad took me to American Pie, just me and my dad, opening weekend. Oh, and it was just holy shit! Right, like holy shit! Like, cause you're a good three years younger than me, right? I'm 35. Yeah, so you, you're 37. Yeah. I'm 37. Yeah. So you, that's I, two. Yeah. You. Yeah. So you would have been 14. I would have been. Let's see. Wouldn't that movie come out? Hold on one second. American Pie came out. Because in... I remember if so, I, I, I I'm was... born in I'm. I was born in May, late May. I want to 99. say that. Okay, so I just turned 14. Okay. Just turned 14. Just turned 14. And uh, he's like, oh, it's like opening weekend. It was like, okay, let's go to American Pie. The idea of taking my 15-year-old to a raunchy 
teen comedy. And well, here's this is where it gets where it's awkward. I'm is better that, than your dad. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, no, what it becomes awkward is that like <laughs> you had no idea based on the the previews. Yeah. That it was going to be as raunchy as it was going to be. Wasn't it pretty implied that he fucked a pie? That my dad or I saw that, I I don't know. Like okay, and I would totally put it against my dad of seeing it. Like of being, I I didn't go into it. I'm like, this is where he's gonna fuck the pie. <laughs> um, it's okay, son. Avert your eyes. But, he's gonna fuck a pie now. But it was it was just a situation of like, just watch your eyes, kid. And and every time I've watched the movie, those sense, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> guy, that went over my head. The that went way over my head. That the idea like, that he was gonna fuck a pie. No, 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 no. They're talking about like. The first, like the opening scene, like the one guy gets like a blowjob and he's like, she spits it into oh, Stifler's beer. And Talk then Stifler, about pale ale. Yeah, he's like, oh my God. Like the whole MILF thing, like all that was like, foom, 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 like bullets over my head. Fuck. And I'm sitting there like, I'm like looking at him like, fine, like I... I don't know what I'm not seeing. That's and I can only imagine my dad going like, what the fuck have I done? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? God, oh, my God. I, I hope Sharon doesn't find out about this. <laughs> Jesus, like, <laughs> again, because not having any idea what these jokes mean. You're right. Even the fucking yes. the pie joke was kind of like, hmm. Well, why would he? Why is he fucking a pie? Isn't it weird that he, like. It has sex with a girl while other people are watching on a webcam. Yeah, that's weird, right? It's it, and I can just imagine how. And so my 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 dad told me a story of like, so they uh, my parents were on a vacation later on, like years years later, and American Pie was on, and so they they just watched it while while they were on vacation. Because again, my dad likes those kind of movies. I think my dad liked it when he was watching it, but he was probably like mortified that he brought his son to it, and probably the only parent that brought their son to it. His fourteen-year-old son. Yeah, and I remember my mom was like, "You brought Bobby to this movie. You went and saw this in the theaters. What? You went and saw this with him in theaters? It was just this weird." Every time I watch the movie, which is to me nowadays, it's a great memory. It's a great, like, uh, yeah. oh, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it was. And ironically, so many things were just going over my head. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I've... Oh, yeah. Is that Blink-182? That's totally that's Blink-182. Totally. Oh, wow. That's Blink-182. <laughs> Why is he? I didn't get the, uh, well, it's better than a tube sock joke, you know? It's like, Jeez. You know? Oh, that's so funny. That I is. mean, I mean, real, oh, yeah. That was, uh. Yeah, we wouldn't watch that. Uh, I'm. I just remember it was during uh, county fair time. That's mm-hmm. all I remember. And like me, we were on our way to watch it, and we're like, w- I made a joke about like mooing in front of a cow, and a guy saying, "Oh, that's a real pussy moo." Mm-hmm. And now, I, this none of this is landing, and that's okay. <laughs> but it was a, it was a movie that we went, I lied my way into. Watching that movie. American Pie. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, I didn't have to. I had a parental guardian, guardian there. <laughs> right. So. I like lied my way into watching that movie. And my later my dad was like, so you went and watched a movie you're not supposed to watch, huh? Like. Like you uh, found out through back channels? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> but at that point you would have been what? You would have been 16? I was 16. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe yeah, 15. I was, no, I was 16 when, when I watched that movie. Yeah. 
But so you're well within. I mean, well, no, well, not not according to the Motion Picture Association of America. According to a rated R, yeah, rated R. Here I'm so, thinking it's PG-13. No, no, that's no. Clearly rated Listen, R. you saw boobs hard. Mm-hmm. Like a you saw like people like men ejaculating mm-hmm. like into beer or into a mouth and then spit into a beer. No, also like Jason Biggs just sat there and uh, creamed his jeans a couple times. You he know? did, yeah, he did, didn't he? Anyhow, and then I was not allowed to watch. And then she, then yeah, she does say I fuck myself with a my uh, flute. And sometimes I fuck, and then I fuck myself with a pussy, my flute. Like, yeah, like. But even that, even that joke, which again, like exposing your kids to this stuff early on, so much goes over their head. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't know, like. Of my children, like what I would do with that. <laughs> it's it's one of those funny things. Like I like to think, like there was probably like four or five times where he's like, "We should go." No, well, <laughs> if we go. Fuck if we go. I'm gonna draw attention to it. Oh, like and he's internally, like, not yeah, internally. Like, yeah, yeah, internally, <laughs> he's like, "Okay, now we're okay. We're gonna go." No, well, fuck. Oh fuck. Is he getting? Is he getting this? Like that's all the first time he's watching this movie is just. <laughs> Is he getting? Did he now? Now the movie becomes like him watching me, seeing if I'm getting the jokes that he's that that he's getting, but I'm not getting. It's like, oh, so does he know? Because here's the other funny thing too. Like, so it it was later on. It was into high school, but I was probably I was probably maybe a sophomore, and and in high school, and my my dad's friend would would hold these uh, March Madness parties and stuff like that, and. He's a great guy. Um, he is a great guy still. He's still alive. Um, but he really raunchy. Has no filter. Everything like that. So yeah, say inappropriate things around children all the time. So he's always great. He's like, this guy's awesome. This guy's great. And like, just he tells it like it tells is. it like it is. Right. So we'd go we'd go over and it'd be all day watching March Madness and everything like that. And you know they're all like sitting around drinking bullshit and everything like that. And I remember, I ha- uh, it it came up. That my my dad's friend was like, so do, do you guys do you guys know what a Cleveland steamer is? You guys know what a Cleveland steamer is? And to you? To like to the group. To the group. To the group. To the group. And and again, my dad looked at him like, what the fuck are you like? Uh, I and I, I to this day I don't know if my dad knew what it was, but he's like, Bobby, you know, do you? He, and my and my dad's friend was like, Bobby, Bobby, you know what a Cleveland steamer is? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what a Cleveland steamer is. He's like. No way! What's what's wait? What's a Cleveland steamer? And it was like it was like it was like hold on, hush wait, the cut, crowd, please. Like, we're gonna take bets. We're gonna take bets. <laughs> Does, on how old were you at this point? I was a sophomore in high school, right? Does so, this fourteen or fifteen year old kid right, knows know what a Cleveland steamer? So now we're taking bets, right? Okay. So around the room. So there was probably how many people? There were probably six total people there. The majority of the people took the, he doesn't know what a Cleveland sure, steamer is. But, sure. All right. So they took that. That's the same. And my dad's, my dad's friend who asked the question, who brought up the whole situation is like, oh, I'll take that. He does. I'll take that. He does. And I'm like, and then it keep like, they like, literally put money building, on it. Keep they, building. Yeah, exactly. They kept putting money. Yeah. On, they put money on it. And it was like, okay. He's like, all right, what's a Cleveland steamer? He's like, it's when a lady takes a shit on your chest. And he's like, oh. 
into this a bunch day. of middle-aged men just going fucking nuts just going nuts and they're like how do you know that i was like i don't know like family guy the internet, the, internet? the friend like friends i don't fucking know you guys don't understand the internet yeah yet, like you? you guys don't get it like jeez and uh so to this day he'll 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 always reference that every time i run is like he's still like cleveland steamer cleveland I look at you and all I can see is Cleveland. Yeah, I want him. I probably want him like 50 bucks in that like one little moment. <laughs> and at the end of the day, this could be a podcast. Hey, hey guys. guys. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at TCBA underscore podcast. And, uh, you know, check us out on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify as well. Be sure to give us a review and let us know what you guys think about the show. Yeah, we're also on YouTube and the Facebooks. So, the Facebooks. yeah, I mean, look look us up on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've also noticed anybody who's been in American movie that's been in other random movies besides Jet Li's The One, mm-hmm. um, let us know because, you know, or I don't... You're I don't have time to look through all of uh, his uh, works. Andy, or if you're one of those two guys that were in American movie, please you know, just let us know. We, listen to the podcast. We can put you uh, in connection with Dwyer Brown. I don't know if that's going to do anything for you. Too.